Chloe, we need a jingle. I've got something in mind right now. Okay. It, it goes like... Yeah, I think you should work on that for now. You, you're sure? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Let, let's create a better one for the next episode. Okay, next episode. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Artists in Pajamas. With me, Livia Papianek. And Claire Rochefort. And today we're welcoming a good friend of us and a textile artist with whom we work during the Soft Collective exhibition. So it's Alice Baranope. Uh, so Alice, you're specialised in textile, uh, sustainability, community engagement work, and we really had the chance to like know you through Craft Week, know your practice. So yes, what actually did you do for Craft Week? What was your piece about? Like as an introduction, I think it's a good way to encompass like all of your practice, right? Yeah, I think that's a good one. So basically, I have changed the name for the piece. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> we all do that. Yeah, I remember we had the conversation. You weren't sure about the yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before it was called Becoming Earth, and now it's called Earth's Embrace. Okay. So it's still not great. <laughs> so, we'll go for that. so yeah, so I started with this point of the rock. Then I was doing drawings, etc., and I realised that sort of the form of the rock was as if you were in a fetal position. So I started drawing the rock, then drawing a human inside the rock, and realised, okay, yeah it could be a nice sort of like cosy little cocoon. So then I wanted to translate that through wasted textiles, so entirely made out of waste, and actually create a cocoon people could actually get inside, feel the tactility of the fabrics, and just have a moment of quietness and just feel relaxed, etc. <laughs> I mean, it really, really worked, because getting into it, I just, I mean, we were in the middle of the exhibition, yeah. but I could picture myself just falling asleep and napping. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, and I, because it was padded as well, mm. you had that sensation that it was like hugging your body, which was yeah. really perfect. Yeah, because I, I, again, from the point of view of the rock, I just really wanted to make a piece of artwork that you sort of connected back with nature, yeah. realising. Mm -hmm. Um, nature's organic, we're organic, and how we can slot together, whereas like 21st century sort of mm -hmm. brings us apart with yeah. technology. That's so interesting, like the contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. trying to get them back, well, get us back to nature. And the piece was consisted of two quilts and a bean bag. So when you <laughs> when you got into the piece, your body molded to it as well. <laughs> so it's more sort of you kind of become the, the rock in a yeah. way. Like yeah. there is something. That's like what that. I was going for. So I'm oh, glad you said well, that. I'm still in your sentence. Sorry. And also you also added um uh, like the different scents that you yeah. could spray on it. So like how come you wanted to add that element to it as well? Um, I just really wanted it to be a very like sensory piece, mm. and I know like the five senses. So we've got touch, sound smell etc so I was like okay I can maybe get three of them <laughs> um so yeah so I created four different scents um so there's pine um lemongrass lavender and I did a bit of research like asking people which scent sort of relaxed them yeah. <laughs> so they could choose their scent and spray it around spray it on them so they were in their sort of cocoon of well-being of scent and then inside the piece as well. <laughs> oh, that's magic. Oh, I, that. I mean, there is another side to this piece as well that is like community engagement, right? Yeah. You had like needles on the side of the mm. piece with like threads and then there were already like like pre-stitched uh, parts, but yeah. not by you, by other people, right? Yeah, um, so probably a good couple of weeks before I finished the piece, I ran a community workshop we're people in Deptford and we raised money for the Mind Charity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we sort of went through different drawing techniques and did um, stitching techniques and we sort of thought about 
what brings them happiness yeah. and translate that into stitch that will then be integrated into piece so they were the makers and they had sort of it made a bit more of a level playing field yeah. in the creative <laughs> community <laughs> that anyone could be a maker yeah. and partake in a piece that was exhibited yeah. in yeah, London yeah. craft week yeah that is, no, that, I thought that really added to it yeah definitely and I think it's like it's super interesting to say like yeah anyone can be a maker mm. I think that's why craft in a way is such like an amazing thing is that if you tend to make it accessible for everyone yeah. it has this like therapy and sharing yeah. aspect that mm. is so interesting and so important uh, in like a social context yeah. so yeah on this like yeah before yeah before mm -hmm. like yeah it kind of takes away the kind of individual yeah kind of like skilled artist element okay. of it and like she brings it down to earth mm -hmm. on like every day mm -hmm. and like you know i think a lot of makers that we talk to especially within kind of like textile making mm -hmm. with like textiles and stuff is always goes back to like mental health mm -hmm. and that kind of idea of relaxing whilst you're stitching whilst you're making yeah as, yeah and, and as we're going back to sort of like a level playing field i feel like it's really important i feel the art world and sometimes the craft world is quite elitist so yeah yeah and as you say with craft anyone can pick up a needle and thread and mm -hmm. partake in it and it's sort of then sort of elevating craft to the status that it can be almost fine art but allow that everyone can be a yeah, fine artist exactly. and a maker <laughs> so that's what I, I'm trying to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think like with the different exhibitions that are going on in the Tate as well so um, oh gosh who was the recent one um, the female artist who was crafter uh, <laughs> I have to come back to that. At the Tate? Yeah, at the yeah, Tate. Yeah. It was a couple of months ago. Mm. But I'm thinking also of uh, Louise Bourgeois. Yeah. yeah. And I really liked that because it was all about her textile work in the last kind of mm. decade of her life. And then I really liked how you also were in the Hayward Gallery. Oh, shop. Yeah. And, and I, but I thought that really connected <laughs> because that, like the connection between her using it as also mm. a tool of mending and repair and mending both the physical objects but also mending your mental health to it. Yeah. And then I really liked how they then had in the shop like contemporary mm. makers that did the, the same kind of things. Yeah. So that was really, really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, no, that was definitely so cool. And it was really nice to actually see how um, her process of making as yeah. well, yeah. visible marks of it. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was beautiful. And she was so um, sort of perfectionist yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, so then it was really nice to have like different makers, textile makers mm. in the shop. And I was lucky, lucky one to be <laughs> yeah. a part of it. <laughs> no, but, but I guess it's like, it, like the dialogue was there, you know, like you're, ex mm. because like you're exploring as well, like, you know, like the body, like physically, mm. like how it looks like yeah. the textile, etc. And then Louise Bourgeois, obviously, like as well, created these like textile silhouettes and like yeah, these yeah. rose stitches so and like, mm. there's like definitely so much like physical connection, mm. like throughout your work and hers, like in a way, uh, oh my God, <laughs> it's cool, you know? <laughs> I'm glad you made that yeah, similarity. Yeah. I had but yeah. now I'm feeling like, oh, go me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, had you noticed that similarity before? Or because because obviously you explored her even yeah. more during the exhibition. Did mm. you notice then, like, oh, wow, okay. I think so. So I went to the private viewing and I had a look round and just going from some of the pieces where they were just, like, clothing mm. silhouettes mm -hmm. to actually her 3D sculptures, I could see the abstraction of the human form. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, actually, there is similarities. Yeah. Like, we both like bums and we're exploring... <laughs> 
aspect. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was quite nice to see. And also, like the colouring as well, a lot mm-hmm. of it was dusty pink, and I yeah. use that with the avocado mm. dyes, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there is a little bit of similarity. I hadn't really thought about yeah. it. Yeah, I thought that. You know, that's good. From a distance, yeah. like when you have like the perspective and you're seeing like comparing people's yeah. works, yeah. you're like, yes, you can see that, and dialogue with that. Yeah, yeah. But then she's there in the Hayward Gallery, like retrospective, maybe. I mean, I mean, I wish we'll all be there. We'll, we'll have maybe. a soft collective, oh, yeah, soft yeah. collective retrospective. At the Hayward Gallery. <laughs> Guys, wait, you're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> wait 90 years. <laughs> And then come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's something else that you just mentioned as well. It's like the, which is part of it. It's like the connection with nature, and then you do a lot of natural dyeing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that. So how is that also part of just connecting yourself to the nature, like connecting mm-hmm. the fabric to the nature, or is it also the sustainability element? What kind of drew you towards that? I think it's probably more the sustainability sort of element of it. Whilst I was at university, um. I was getting fabrics from the charity shops, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, and they were sort of plain colours, and I really wanted them to work it to my colour scheme. Yeah. So I did sort of procyon dyes at university because I weren't that keen on us doing natural dyes. Okay. Then 2020, mm-hmm. COVID happened. So I didn't have access to the dye room, so then I was like, okay, perfect time to do natural dye here. Yeah. <laughs> In my kitchen with yeah, avocados. I, yeah, I was doing like nettle dyeing and oh my God, oh it my stinks God. Yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the good thing about the pandemic, uh, pandemic, I started doing natural dyeing and I just realised how we've got so many sort of materials we see as waste and that we can harness that for yeah. another mm-hmm. purpose before it is then fed back to the ground so mm-hmm. onion skins for instance yeah. <laughs> there's like trillions and trillions of onion, onion skins, skins go straight into yeah. the bin maybe not even like the compost yeah. um and you can get such beautiful colors from that so I think it's like the waste not want not mentality, being a student, like trying to get anything cheap. Yeah. yeah. Onion skins is cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but I think <laughs> it, you love yeah. this is quite interesting in a way because it's true that I think maybe as a student, you come from the perspective, oh, I want to do something cheap mm. because I do also like we do sorts things in charity shop. And yeah. then like the more you think about it, the more you're like, oh, OK, actually, like it can lead to something else. Yeah. It's not I'm not only doing that because it's cheap. I'm doing like because I think there is a meaning behind mm. that, you know, like there is like a like, ethos, like yeah. an ethos and like there is a commitment to making things a bit better, like especially yeah. in the textile fabric mm. industry well whether that whereas it's like industrial work, it's just like oh art sorry. Like sustainability is always mm. such a, a big question. Yeah. And then like it's interesting to see how as a student you do that for like you could like financial reason and as it grows you can like you can't just sort of you know like intelligent like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. intellectual sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I do feel like it connects you when you mm. make like dye fabric yourself yeah, or yeah. those kind of things. I do feel like it, it makes that piece of fabric so much more important mm. and like it connects you to that like in a different way than yeah. Than just buying from the shop, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It it definitely brings me closer to the actual fibres I use, and and it's also nice as well when I can see marks of like details from a previous Mm. owner, Mm. etc., and then see it transformed into sort of dusty pinks or oranges or yellows, etc., through the natural dyes. I feel like I'm giving it another lease of life that can be then loved by someone else Mm -hmm. or connected to by someone else. So I do quite like that as well. (laughs) 
you do a lot of repair within your own words and what we've noticed is that you explore that in so many different ways mm-hmm. that you do repair like you've done collaborations with what has that like meant to you with your other work mm. that you do um i think it's just again another way of extending the lifespan of fabrics which mm-hmm. i'm really interested in so um and then also when i'm talking to the owners of the garment etc it just makes me more invested in the piece and makes them more invested yeah. in the piece as well seeing that again it's going to be elongated for another 10 mm-hmm. years etc so I think it's sort of the more sort of emotional stance with the fabrics mm. that sort of really sings to me and the fact that it will go on for longer but then also it's a brilliant like freelance tool yeah. as well yeah. <laughs> it's true mm-hmm. yeah and um, so in or oh, was it 20 Toast contacted me to do the renewal auction and that sort of um, spun me off into doing sort of repair work mm-hmm. and I just <laughs> realised how sort of fulfilling it was really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that looks really cool. I feel like I'm always, there's like one jumper that I did some darning on and mm. it's always my favourite jumper yeah. because it's like it has added that yeah. element of like, oh, I fixed that, you know, and oh, and I think it used to be my grandma's jumper, so it's like, mm. oh, I made that last, it's still, yeah. you know, it's still going. Or yeah. like that. So it really does. Mending is something I don't know. Like uh, I found that super pretty. Like even like how the needles go. Like yeah, uh, like the the, the the technique of it. The fact that you're just linking yeah. like a like a hole or like yeah. you're linking something that is damaged, and you're doing this weaving pattern. I, I mean, like the action of it. I always yeah. find it super therapeutic in a way yeah. as well. And like it's a proper link, you know. Like it can be like as you say when you're like darning for someone else, mm. it's also you're connecting to them, but you're connecting the garment together. Yeah, yeah. and like, the element of care. Yeah. I feel like it makes you yeah. just like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's making you feel like oh, yeah. I've given care to that yeah, yeah, to that yeah. garment that could mm-hmm, easily mm-hmm, have just been ignored in mm-hmm, a way, mm-hmm. uh, which is the easier mm-hmm. solution, you know. Yeah, and the the likelihood is that the person the owners can yeah. keep that forever yeah. really. of course, <laughs> because now much. it became even more unique than yeah, what it was at the beginning yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i wanted to know a little bit more about where you actually get inspiration because you are inspired by the human form but then you find the human form is actually in natural spaces mm. so how do you look for do you look for those do you stumble upon those and how does that creative inspiration kind of start um, I think it all starts with sort of immersion in a location, whether it's in nature, etc. And whenever I'm out, I'm always sort of spotting how, say, the Scottish hills, the rolling Scottish hills, I think, oh, yeah, I can see the abstra- abstraction of the human form in it, sort of like the hip or a boob yeah. or a bum, etc. Yeah. Um, so I think it is just going into nature, being immersed in it. And then starting to see the curves and whilst I'm in nature as well, I'll do little sketches, etc. Mm-hmm. And it's line drawings and line drawings and I can sort of translate human form, nature and sort of work them all together. But yeah, I definitely think it's been out in nature that sort of is the trigger point. And from there, mm-hmm. for my creative process, I take photos, I do drawings and then I start to manipulate fabrics to sort of translate mainly the sort of feeling I have whilst I'm in nature yeah. so it's not necessarily a complete replica of what I was seeing whilst I was there it's more that sensation mm-hmm. and then trying to get it also to then interact with the user so it's not just flat 2d yeah it's got to have some sort of way that people can be immersed within the piece and they have that sensation that I had whilst I was yeah. sort mm-hmm. of creating it yeah, that kind of sense of 
yeah yeah that sense of uh of all that you have when you're in that kind of natural space yeah. and the headspace you're in and so yeah. it's interesting so like for your creative process there is uh, like a constant dialogue between like on nature and then how you're going to think about the reception of your artwork so like how the user is going to work on it so i guess it's like these two elements and you're yeah, in the middle is. and you're just trying to triangulate <laughs> yeah. you know because <laughs> uh, i've got dyslexia so i feel like i have like all these ideas always mm-hmm. bouncing around and it's not clear until the final piece yeah. is done mm-hmm. and i can see all these things yeah. come together because i think also it's quite interesting so i'm inspired by nature and i can see how nature and the human form are so linked and we're so organic but then it's the human form i'm interested in how we as humans interact with the piece mm-hmm. so then it's also thinking of like the ergonomics of the piece and how yeah. that yeah. connects to mm-hmm. the human form as well as yeah illustrating the aesthetic yeah. as yeah, well yeah. no yeah. but it makes it makes total sense and it's interesting because i remember for your piece in craft week you said that like the from the concept from the idea of this piece to the realization of it you had what like a year time because there is so much link and there is so much step and yeah. to like the pros your process it's so complete and so complex that i guess you know like you're constantly going back to an idea and yeah, then going to another trying one to expand and, it. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then also with the pieces i create as well I, I don't know if i'm achieving this quite yet but i really want it to be an instant sort of anyone could understand the piece <laughs> um so there's not all that sort of jargon etc so i don't think i'm quite there yet but i'd love someone to like walk into an installation <laughs> and instantly connect with it and realize the starting point and yeah. how it's sort of <laughs> come about okay. so that anyone can relate to it and it's yeah. not just yeah that elitist sort of oh, oh. understand like juxtaposition i didn't know what juxtaposition was for ages <laughs> <laughs> and then everywhere i went i was like in juxtaposition i was like what is that word to be honest i think you've already achieved that because i think yeah. anyone can walk in at the end of the day it's about how the person feels in it mm-hmm. right so it's like i think people straight away can connect to it and can feel the sense mm-hmm. of connection and like because it's also all made of textiles it's kind of a cocoon of textiles mm-hmm. people already have a connection to it because people are co- surrounded by textiles every day whether it's their clothes your bed when you sleep yeah. all those kind of things so i think people already kind of do that like connect mm-hmm. people yeah. to maybe that feeling yeah. of of comfort that they have or discomfort if they yeah. think they that, you know all those emotions but i think there's definitely you already have an emotion mm-hmm. whether mm. whatever that is and i was wondering following this question is there's like an ideal type of space in which you would love to display oh like y- yeah oh you have oh that's fine that's that great is. alice <laughs> i mean just like go go big you know uh, this is big this is big all right all right so the tight turbine hall oh yes i was thinking that oh my god that. i mean oh, yeah that's been the dream and for how years. do you picture it do you picture it like covered or like how do you picture it oh like, my gosh so it's actually this piece i was gonna say i keep looking at that and i'm like oh I'm, i think this looks like a maquette for some really yeah. big oh, would it be like a ginormous or like a ginormous one yeah absolutely oh. massive that people can actually walk into the section oh so god. how to describe this piece so i'd say it's like a textile cocoon but 3d that's life scale that you can walk into the different compartments but it looks like a rock formation yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. Oh, um yeah, yeah. so yeah so i visualize this piece in the top okay nobody saw my idea <laughs> <laughs> nobody yeah it's, it's copyrighted, copyrighted. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, in the turbine hall. But then also, because I really love the idea of community and engagement, mm. people bring their, well, I provide the threads, etc. but they embellish yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So yeah, they can yeah. have their stories. So yeah. it's as if it's like going back to sort of primeval, not as primeval. Oh, when, when they used to join yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things yeah. like that, that yeah. kind of idea. But then through thread and needles. Yeah. And then they can translate those skills back to their garments, repair, yeah. etc. So it's transferable but they're getting a wow that's super interesting that's the dream <laughs> i think that's a very realistic yeah. dream that's well, like and that's a like good dream to have i think you <laughs> no but it's just like <laughs> in a way dream. i mean like not to talk about us but just a little bit just like you know thinking about immersive installation yeah, like we're trying you guys are doing it now we're well, try, i mean we're trying you know it's not the test like take turbine <laughs> it's I'm not the turbine oh, like, it's, you it, go, it's <laughs> not the turbine all it's definitely not that but it's just like really cool thing to it's think about it's a community space and it's like the best way to get engagement yeah. and yeah. socially engage with people if through like this type of like big installation mm. they can feel like transported in basically so it's i think this as it, i think also yeah and i think what we realized way. is like yeah. there is so many ways to connect to the community yeah. on a small yeah. level and like you know yeah from where we all are it's like yeah you can start by yeah. just you start small you and start then small and you, you grow and like you learn so much by talking to people but yeah oh my god yeah, yeah. Uh, like no like we're like we're doing it on small scale and we're testing the idea yeah. like that's yeah. that's the thing and then that's great that you already have like a market and that's good and mm. that's typically like the type of project yeah and you already yeah. tested the whole idea yeah, yeah. of uh, getting exactly like, stitching workshops with the people yeah, and getting yeah. into that what kind of um because I know sometimes it can be really hard for people to open up about yeah. their own stories mm. or their own mental health. Mm. How do you... Then you yeah. do workshops about people stitching their own stories. Yeah. How do you encourage people to tell yeah. their stories? Uh, it's quite a difficult one, actually, because, as you say, it's quite personal. Mm-hmm. But I think um, it helps... I, I talk about my mental health, so I've got OCD um, with mm-hmm. intrusive thoughts, and I talk about mm-hmm. how it's impacted me, how I've had to get professional help from Mind Charity, yeah. who transformed like my way of thinking Mm -hmm. etc and got me out of very dark hole so I think it's when you have someone that's already been through it as well talking Mm -hmm. about their experiences and realize it's perfectly normal one in four people have a mental health problem per month yeah um so but it's there's always been a taboo but I think in the last four years that taboo yeah yeah I I agree I think like I, I do think there's so much value in opening up about, as as the mm-hmm. instigator, facilitator mm-hmm. of the workshop, mm-hmm. opening up about yourself and then making it making that conversation easier. Um, and I think we all we all kind of have that similar approach yeah. in our work of that idea of like wanting people to feel like they can talk and mm, yeah. kind of saying like, hey, I feel like this. How do you feel How on you feel? that? Mm-hmm. I think that really helps. And at the end of the day, art is about creating a, a space where people can communicate and yeah exactly make space yeah. for like sharing and yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay uh, there was another question i had in my head um, i've got a question for you guys oh okay. my god right. what got you interested in community engagement yeah. oh uh, oh i think i don't know i from i actually ahead, i think yeah. for you is oh for me it started differently I think for me I actually started more when I was always interested in workshops and like but on a very like I want to teach embroidery Mm. doing workshops but I think when I started talking to you about community it was actually 
all shared interest in like the installations we would do yeah. and then on a personal level I really like the idea of creating um, installations that are all about like setting up a space of wonder that makes someone mm-hmm. escape from their everyday life mm-hmm. so it's yeah, I think yeah. it's about instigate. For me, it's always been about instigating a sense of wonder that allows people to not think about everything else and actually mm. focus on just that kind of empty headspace you have when everything is beautiful. Yeah. But it allows you to then mm-hmm. be in a space where you can approach those kind of harder topics. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. think think for me, it was just like I kind of wanted people to have fun and like recreate yeah. their reality very in a funny way. Meaning that, like, I, I, I'm not doing that yet in my work, but I love people to interact with, to mm-hmm. with my piece, to have this like playful element to it. They've mm. always been interested in the playground idea, yeah. And then like the idea of like, oh my god, you've got like an alphabet of shape or like so much things around you, and you can, you know, like recreate what a, like the artist has displayed and like make it your own and make it into a new language that is your own so it's kind of like where I'd like to to lead like mm. I guess my practice and like <laughs> you know in the future <laughs> it's cool because I yeah. feel like we're so used to when you see art not being able to touch it yeah. and I think no. that's, that's why I like yeah. and when I which is why I feel like I divide a bit my practice because a really small intricate embroidery I'm like absolutely of course no. <laughs> yeah. but that's just funny I, I, I love then seeing like how you can then create a piece that people can touch yeah. Yeah. especially with textiles mm-hmm. you want to touch it yeah definitely right. you're used exactly. to touch it yeah like and people like do like even like if things do like for example embroidery like people do instantly want to touch yeah, it because yeah, it's tactile it's, tactile. Tactile. Yeah. Tactile. Yeah. So nice. it's tactile. so nice to allow them at yeah. a certain point yeah. to be like yeah you can you can be involved in it and like give a bit of yourself and like you know like, and participate it, in the it making kind of, of feels it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like if everyone's reaction to textiles is that they want to touch it yeah. mm. it kind of feels by putting a barrier not allowing yeah, it yeah. you you're feel like you're actually you're disconnecting uh, with your cutting audience. a part yeah, yeah, yeah. of what the art is mm. instigating in yeah, people yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and sometimes you have to because it's, it's, it's you know yeah, yeah. things but yeah. when you can create a space where people are allowed i feel like suddenly it's that sense of like yeah. oh wow and i have permission yeah. that's quite rewarding for us as well i think as artists to like be able to say to people oh, yeah you can touch it and see their reaction yeah i don't know it's just it's yeah yeah, yeah. this is really special i think i think that's also maybe during covid times that was quite hard because oh, yeah it was that oh, idea yeah. of like no one's Possible, allowed to touch yeah. and i thought it was really nice um with your piece at, at um craft week yeah. where it was like oh it's interactive you can get into it and i feel like it was us seeing the start of like yeah, yeah. back to normality like you yeah. can yeah. participate and you can kind of yeah connect with those things around you instead of all of us just having mm-hmm. our cocoon and our yeah barrier yeah our yeah. barrier from everything you know mm-hmm. even from each other Definitely. for so long because oh, yeah. I remember at the RCA like once like m- more faster maybe toward COVID and when I we went back wanted to do like kind of like big happenings so like in the 60s people yeah. had like weird events in which they were involving the public mm. I wanted to do that and I was that like so cool. God COVID like can't happen uh, yeah. Yeah. this is yeah. like so now it's cool it's ideas that you've got stored in yeah, your brain and like, ready to get, ooh, out. get it, like ready to get it out you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah School. Oh, mm. love it. And I really like the idea of both you saying about the element of play as well, because mm, I yeah. definitely feel like that's in yeah. all of our work. Yeah, yeah. Because it's interesting because there's such serious topics, actually, yeah. but, and like quite elegant um, uh, themes as well, like with nature and the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there is a real sense of like Playful, playfulness yeah. and yeah. that kind of like fun. And like, mm-hmm. I love like, which is what I love, like, for example, your boob cushion. Like, <laughs> I love how like funny Nothing. they are. Yeah. And, like and yet they are born from something 
beautiful and elegant yeah. and there's that humor in your yeah. work which i really like, like not taking all the things too seriously as well no, and being in the elemental yeah you, know. you got everyone's got bums so yeah, let's, uh, share them all. <laughs> i was gonna say everyone's got boobs but no but like well, yeah. <laughs> half the population half the population yeah. we do um but yeah and i was gonna say i've got this spinner that i was gonna show you guys oh wow so, what is oh wow so you can spin it that way or the other idea for this piece so this was from my graduate collection. Imagine this spinner absolutely ginormous yeah. in the turbine hall. <laughs> oh, yes, everything's a turbine hall. Um, this is your audition, the podcast. Yeah, podcast. okay, <laughs> anyone here at the tape, please? <laughs> I'll just say please. <laughs> and basically, the, it's called Nature's Rotation. And as it goes around, there'll be a spotlight and it casts different shadows as it oh, goes wow. around. But it is a piece so you would, that you would turn like it, oh my God. And the idea was that idea of play and that sort of jo- childish joy yeah. as well. Yeah. And I feel like, again, we're on our phones, everything's so serious, and we just need that sort of element of mo- motion, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we move with it to yeah. sort of... Oh, I love that. I really love how like you that. make maquettes of all your um, yeah. big ideas. You're very good at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I said at uni I couldn't make it any bigger. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so you make amazing videos. Yeah, but it will happen cool. at some point. But it's good to have my kids all the time. Yeah. Also, ideas. it makes yeah, it yeah. like it you makes can it really real. See, like know? that piece yeah, you yeah. for the, for this kind of um for this sculpture yeah. is just so. Also, you understand straight away what yeah. how it would be like before you even said that mm. it would be that. I automatically with that oh, I would be good. in that like so, a little person yeah, 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 yeah. and finding their own little section <laughs> uh, but yeah so that idea of play yeah definitely love good. <laughs> and Tate <laughs> I'm glad you listened <laughs> I also noticed that you have a lot of like awards and grants and I wondered how what was the process of you getting this grants? Because mm-hmm. you've got like the Sarabandi, you've got the uh, um, Make It Arts for here, like Arts Awards, you've got yeah. Make It. So yeah. what was your um on the more this is less fun but more practical level, yeah, like yeah. how did those applications go? How um, does that help you? I honestly I'm always at it. I probably never really have a break. Even when I'm in a project I'm always looking for the next opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at, like this week there's four applications that I wanna try and do. So yeah. I'm pretty much always doing applications and also if you've got dyslexia you can get help as well for really? yeah so for mm-hmm. the developing your creative practice um the arts council provide money for someone to help you write the application okay. oh, that's really good it. that's really good so I think that helps and then also I think it's just the way I work when, when it comes to applications I really look at it and I think what do they want from yeah. my maker and okay. then I make sure that I tailor my application yeah. for that <laughs> that sort of normally helps yeah. but it's long when it's you got dyslexia you tend to yeah. like want to avoid it etc yeah. but <laughs> it's, it's worth it yeah no it's definitely worth <laughs> it but it is quite it's always quite daunting isn't it and it really is I feel yeah. like you do get better the more you do I it think but yeah. it's quite and the less time I think I mean it depends but I, uh, it depends but I think the more you do it the less time you spend you spend on each thing mm. because I think for me at the beginning for example the thing with application is yeah. that I used to spend three days on the same application because I, I, I was so paranoid about it yeah. and I know Liv as well it's just like and the more you do it the more confident you I guess you yeah. get into like all right I'm doing it like and I think it's hard as well to sort of put that time mm. to it because 
you're not you're not gonna know if you're gonna get it exactly yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. which is very difficult yeah um but i think i was lucky enough so 2020 <laughs> covid i graduated um there wasn't many jobs around i was yeah. living at home in the midlands i'm from the west midlands from that <laughs> <laughs> and um so i was just in the conservatory with my parents and that was my station so i had a couple of months just literally applying for everything i managed to get a residency in loughborough yeah. um and then from that i was in a lovely community of people to ask them questions about different grants etc yeah. so i feel yeah. like with the art world it's being in a good network mm-hmm. and it's who you know which is really that, yeah. sad yeah. it makes it feel a bit overwhelming when yeah. you like and and I'm definitely not from an art background at all my dad's an accountant my mum yeah. worked at the council um, so it's sort of I found useful contacting craft mm-hmm. council looking at big organisations going to loads of different talks yeah. Zoom talks because yeah. you can go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then from there you people sort of will recognise your name and your face and stuff and then when you come to London you realise it's such a small world yeah (laughs) Yeah, and people like especially in the art and craft like actually everyone knows each other yeah so don't piss anyone off yeah (laughs) (laughs) no that's true and also I think like every little thing is quite important you will work with one person and if you have a good relationship or you work well then that is going to be passed on so I think it is important to always kind of yeah have a a good Mm. social networking but it is quite daunting because I feel like I don't know it's it it puts pressure in the sense of feeling like oh it's not just about the work that you make it is also about you getting out there yeah. and how you communicate about yourself how do you present yourself oh god it's so difficult yeah i remember one of the ladies at the craft council said 80 percent of all the work you do is just marketing yourself uh-huh. and 20 percent is actually <laughs> making you make work. it yeah. and i totally get that i can spend weeks and weeks where i'm just applying for applications doing press releases, doing my Instagram. Yeah. And then maybe I have like a month out of six months where I'm fully yeah. making yeah. it. No, but it's, it's truly yeah. that, really. Mm-hmm. And it, it does, it's quite difficult because I think you can quite easily feel disconnected to your work when you yeah. haven't spent mm-hmm. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Especially between graduating and like our exhibition at Soft Collective. Yeah. yeah. I I felt like, oh my God, I feel like I've barely done an artwork. Yeah. And I was really like, oh, I just need to do one with Soft Collective. And I think I only really managed to do that because I had a target. Yeah. I'm doing it for this reason. And you've got a deadline. Like, yeah. You've got to get well, it. If you don't, you yeah. end up having so many other things. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And even social media field. takes up so much. It really social does. Social media does. It's crazy. Yeah. And sometimes I'm wondering if I don't spend that much time on Instagram and it's a waste of time. And then I realize it's not. And it's yeah. just. And then it really reassures me because I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, okay. But then like it's so much time consuming. It like is. website so building. You, like, you also uh, need to yeah, yeah. do good work to take good photos. I know. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and the algorithm's awful on Instagram. Oh, now. Yeah. Have you found it? I just crazy. I kind of don't even pay attention. I don't. To know. I try not to pay attention anymore. But I used yeah. to be obsessed with like yeah. these kind of things. The fact yeah. that oh my god, like I need to like have these many people seeing like, yeah. like at this no, time post. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. Like looking at the caption a hundred times. So, yeah. Like, seeing if you yeah. like actually the good. Yeah, ones. I'm trying to be more like you know what I'm posting yeah. because I'm on the bus and this is when I'm Yeah. <laughs> I'm not pre-planning anything anymore. Like, no. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult because you're the business woman or man or best business person, yeah. should I say, and the artist at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're like doing too many roles. He's doing yeah. everything at the same time, but it's complicated, really. It is, mm. but we're we're privileged to be able to be in that yeah, situation. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, we well. are yeah. definitely. And I would say you're a very 
good example of yeah. of like how you manage to spend time on each different aspects of your work yeah, and how yeah. all of it feels like it's growing mm-hmm. together. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, yeah. with like your workshops and then <laughs> your, like you. the things that you sell and then your artwork that are more gallery and mm. like all those different things. Like I like building it gradually. Yeah, together. there is different chapters and it, it links together. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. Well. Oh. So you branded yourself very well. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I try, I really try. Most of the time, I'm like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> But, but I'm pretty great. sure that a lot of people are like that, like in their head, they're like, oh my yeah, god, what am I getting? It's crazy. Actually, yeah. actually, you know, like, <laughs> it's interesting it's because a mess there. <laughs> before, I think before I met you, because I'd seen your work before, I think I saw your work through the Toast, and oh, then you like, other friends, and then I saw your work, and then I saw you through that. I, I, I remember thinking like, oh my god, <laughs> she's just so perfectly organised and everything is like so good. And Bloody then we talked no. and then you were like, I feel lost. And then you were like, I feel like you're organised. And I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys have got your shit together. <laughs> you I so that we really don't. Like, <laughs> This morning I woke up, I was like, oh my god, this day, what am I going to do? I like, know. Like, <laughs> so I was like, shall I just stay in bed for a bit? Yeah. Like, and it's like, a no, and you're like, well. let's wake up. Uh, yeah. And do what we love to do. Like, yeah, no, yeah. it's good. I feel like if we didn't have the, the anxious, oh, there's so much work to do, we'd also feel anxious that there's nothing to yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. So that's Basically great. Adrenaline of, that's of great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we just live in that constant stream <laughs> of anxiety. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like we generally ask like funny questions at the end Uh, we're trying Uh, (laughs) and so for this funny question would be if you wanted to live in an artwork oh live in an artwork Mm. which (gasps) artwork would you choose oh my goodness me (laughs) (laughs) you know that's quite accurate to your work of being actually (sighs) oh oh okay that's a really good question there's so many different artists I really yeah. love. Um, the artist that got me into installation work was Shihari Shiota. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then I feel like her work has got a lot of emotion involved yeah. with it. And I kind of don't want that at the moment. So. <laughs> oh yeah, so living in it would be way too overwhelming. You know what, I'm thinking, I'm just going to go pretty basic. Yeah, let's go. Vincent van Gogh. Oh yeah. I mean, that's wooden like I mean, that. Yeah. That's, that's so, great. And like, the sunflowers maybe? Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling that. Something. That's, that's interesting, because I kind of felt like Vincent van Gogh, for me, like he's a bit like, I felt a bit of anxiety coming really? from Really? Really? Yeah. You can yeah. feel that mental because trauma. The, maybe <laughs> because of the movement of yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. But maybe it's also because I, I, I know so much his life that yeah. I know yeah. Yeah. Chill when he was painting. Yeah. That's us right now. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I'm way too influenced by that. But then, like, anyway, but lovely, lovely. Thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's I don't great. think that was a great answer, but I have you, another no, thing. That was, that was good. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you go to see the Van Gogh at the type? Yeah. Well, I saw that as well, but also the immersive Well, I saw that as well, but also the immersive because there was the. It was in Hyper, right? There was two locations. There was one in Liverpool Street as well, where they projected some of his artworks on huge walls. And you kind of did feel like you were inside Yeah, I know in in Paris we have something called the Atelier des Lumières, and it's like a projection room, and they had like a. I think they have a Van Gogh kind of like retrospective. That's one of his artworks projective. Yeah, 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 and it was quite nice. Yeah, I think I th- I'll go with that answer. There's That's like great. there's too many yeah. artists I love, and you know when you have like that complete like brain fog, yeah. you're like, oh, I can't think right now. 
<laughs> but I've got Van Gogh right here, so I'll go Perfect. with that. <laughs> Van Gogh. Okay. Is it Van Gogh or Van Gogh? Uh, I think I it's Van Gogh. I think it's Van Gogh. Is it Van Gogh? Uh, but you have to ask my like uh, <laughs> my my flatmate is Dutch and she knows how to pronounce oh. that perfectly, uh, whereas I don't. <laughs> and she tends to say Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Gogh. Yeah, Goff. I think she does. Maybe she would say absolutely not. I get van. Maybe it's like, you know, bath. Let's say even <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. We had another question. Yeah, there is another which is, question. Um, if you were to have a pocket paradise, oh, yeah, what would you what would you have what would you be carrying? Well, I had a little think about this one. Uh, it's got to be a woodland with lots of sculptural rock that I can sort of wiggle round, run round, be really interactive, just be cocooned in nature and there's got to be loads of dogs Aww. as well. <laughs> lots Aww. of dogs! Love yeah! Golden Retrievers, Bernie's Mountain Dogs, any dogs like that, <laughs> yeah. I'd be so happy. Oh, that is, that is a very appropriate... <laughs> that's a nice paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, puppy yeah. love, that's what I need. Yeah. We've always had funny answer to these questions. Really nice really talking nice. to you and like sharing your work with the world and being part of your Tate uh, proposal. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. When is that happening? Like, uh, five minutes. Five, five minutes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, thank you guys so yeah, much. And it's been a pleasure being in an exhibition with you guys. Yes. These guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, oh. thanks for the podcast as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Before we go, I thought maybe, do you want to share your social media or your uh, website? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my website is just Alice Burnope. If you type that into Google, so it's www.alisburnhope.com yeah. <laughs> and then Instagram is just at Alice Burnhope mm-hmm. as well. Awesome. We'll share pictures of Alice's studio a bit and a bit of what she does so that you guys have a bit of context for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what yeah. you do next. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.